We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Ah, uh, yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas Tenors, you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum is at Veterans Minimum. My guy is back in the building. Once again. Once again. I've returned, my friend. Yes. And we're talking about my favorite thing once again. Yes. Some football. Yes. And and tennis. And. Not tennis. Sure, we could do tennis. Uh, <laughs> and I actually let George know about a week in advance this time, not three hours in, <laughs> in advance like last time. Was it three hours? It was. It was. It was pretty it was, short notice. Maybe it was like the night before. Yeah, it was the night before, dude. Don't don't slight yourself. Like I've literally invited people onto my podcast like two hours before, hour before, but I don't feel like like the way you're feeling right now. Like you feel bad. You don't need to feel bad. Dude. All right, you make it's an honor bad. to be here. Let's go. We're at the win. People are walking past right now. What's up, dude? In the red collared shirt. Red collared shirt. Let's there we go, go, baby. It's a fun place. I'm always honored to be. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Before we get into today's episode. We're going to talk some NBA, and then we put together this fun NFL draft type of show that I'm going to have to definitely explain because it was much easier to explain it to you in person <laughs> than it was through text, but it's a really fun concept and episode. Definitely. So before we start, we are giving away UFC 289, the pay-per-view. We are paying for the pay-per-view for someone in the member, one of the members of the Patreon in the $10 tier. You're going to get the pay-per-view this weekend. It's an $80 value, so... I'm going to pick a name out of a hat you guys have until Saturday morning to join the Patreon. So you have a couple of days to join the Patreon and be in the $10 tier for the month of June to get the pay-per-view. I'm going to send you $80. That's how much the pay-per-view costs. You're not a UFC person. You don't want to watch it. No problem. You want to go to the bingo hall. You want to go play some slot machines if you're out in Vegas. Whatever you want to do with that $80, it's all up to you. But that's what we're going to give out. Also, for the month of June... All members in the $5 tier, someone is going to win a VM tank top from the merch store, which the merch store, Cheap Plug George, is in the description of the bio of Look this it. episode and every episode. Look at people. Help us promote the show. Help us do some fun shit. And in the $20 and $40 tier for the month of June, a VM bomber jacket, which George, fun fact, I don't even have one of these. 
Wow, it's that exclusive, man. So they're gonna have it before me. Damn. I'm just giving back to everybody. That's that's what you know, that's what I'm doing nowadays. I mean feeling good. When I saw you the first time, there was like a little bit of a Jesus glow around Whoa, you just giving that's, to people. No, 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 no. I can't have that. Is that I a can't. Jesus glow? No, nah, it's just okay. that that's too much pressure, bro. Okay. That's not I, I mean Jesus glow? I've never heard that. You know, someone thought that I was a fighter the other day. I, that I do see now. You're starting to get a little bit of cauliflower here. Nah, am Ooh. I? I don't know, man. Can we like zoom in? Brian, you think we get like a sky cam or something? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm asking for a lot. No, I know. I know. This is talent. Talent talking. <laughs> but yo, so I've been running in the sauna suit. Which is wild <laughs> in Vegas. That is wild. Not, am I? Just maybe a little bit. A um, little bit. Maybe on this side? Yeah. You're a fighter, Nick. Just, man. I can already picture you at the weigh-ins and everything, man. You're because the sauna suit running, you're you're embracing fighter lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop drinking there for a little bit. I ha yeah. I uh I didn't drink over the weekend at your crib either. You brought alcohol though. Yeah. I drank four cans of soda, by the way. What a baller. That was <laughs> went home and played FIFA. What a oh, man. Oh dude, yeah. <laughs> I need a D one title in clubs, bro. I need a D1 title. But patreon.com slash veterans minimum if you guys want to help support the show. And we are doing giveaways now. Moving forward every month, we're giving out some shit. Uh, finally got a merch store set up. Finally going to give back to everyone that helps contribute monthly to the Patreon. So, George, enough yes. about that. I want to get into a little bit of NBA talk before we dive into this NFL segment. I've been fascinated by these NBA finals. Same. Because there was a, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but there was a big conversation, especially when both the Lakers and the Celtics were down 3 0. Everyone's like, oh, heat, heat and nuggets. No one's going to care about these finals. No one's going to watch these finals. And I'm like, mm, I, I, I think, I personally think that that mindset is ancient. Like, I don't think. I only feel that way about baseball, if that makes sense to you. Like when there's a crappy World Series and you know that it's not Dodgers or Yankees or Red Sox, like I'm kind of tuned out. And I think that's the, the type of like mentality that people may have had going in like, oh, it's it's a small market, the Denver Nuggets. But there's so much storyline behind it. And I'm going to be honest, there's personality. Like if you watch Heat, Celtics game three and you see Grant Williams and Jimmy Butler practically kiss you think that may happen where Jimmy Butler is going to get into somebody's face there's right. like in in the in the finals so there was definitely some energy behind it. it's just a conversation that I don't think really exists anymore I think about a decade ago this all changed obviously with the emergence of social media but dude, I remember in 2015, you know how they always put out the list of the top selling jerseys? Yeah. Dude, the top selling jerseys in the NBA in like 2015, three of them were from like Oklahoma City. <laughs> one, one was from Cleveland. The other was from like Portland. Yep. The other one was the Clippers, not even the Lakers, right? Kobe, Kobe was still playing at the time. So that was on there. And like, you're not this... Obviously, it used to be, well, you got to play in New York. Yeah, you're going to pay a lot of state taxes to play there, but you're going to get advertisements on Fifth Avenue and Madison Avenue, and you're going to be on a billboard in Times Square, and holy shit, you play for New York. I don't think that's the case anymore, dude. I really don't. And especially in the NBA, where a lot of these guys are 
they're also global figures. Yes. Like, dude, in Miami right now, Neymar is down there. And he was posting Jimmy Butler this entire week. They went out yeah. to dinner. They were they they went to shoot around together. And it's these guys are global stars where baseball, even NFL players, they're they're just they're mega stars in the States. But then when they go overseas, it's like Correct. Who are these guys? The first person to really do that was Odell. When Odell went over, he started going overseas because he was a little bit he's he's like of that generation where like he grew up playing soccer. He fucks with soccer. Yeah. He got cool with Neymar. Got cool with Mbappe. He's always at the Champions League games. Yeah, he went dude. with Bayern Munich. And now you're seeing like, dude, uh, SGA from the Thunder. He was out there last couple of weeks when the season ended. Justin Jefferson made his rounds, went to Germany, went to Real Madrid. So yeah, I don't think that that's the case anymore with the big markets. I really don't. Yeah, and I think it's the sport in general, dude. I think people really love basketball globally. And when you think about global dominance in sports, soccer, I'll give them. They they have number one. They're the most exciting from here to Timbuktu, right? But then basketball's right after. They're cheap sports to produce. And, I mean, if we look at the, well, the, NBA, MVP, or, uh, yeah, the NBA MVPs for the last four years, minus Joel Embiid, Wait, no, 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 no. Even Joel. Yeah. They're all foreign. They're all foreign. Yeah. And I mean, you can make a case that like four of the five best players in the world are not American. Which I think people are upset about. I think our boy uh, Danny Danny B or Danny uh, Lebatard was a little upset about that. Yeah. So Dan Lebatard came out and said that if Nikola Jokic was American, he'd be a bigger star. I don't. No, I don't agree with that. I no, think he's I'm, a he's a big like he's considered by a ton of people as the best player in the league right now. He's a back to back NBA MVP winner. Him not winning it this year looks pretty bad. It looks considering what yes. he's been doing. They're yes. in the finals. I don't think that's the case at all. No, and I think it's when it comes to superstars, a lot of superstars' means are very different, right? And I think it, it, it's something that always has. Like um, I've thought about with Michael Jordan and the way that he was signed to Nike in such that big contract. I mean, we've all seen the movie Air to this point, and if you haven't, you need to check it out. But he was that was handed to him this like the the grander than life uh, perception. But Jokic doesn't need that, you know. Like the the means of superstardom in Serbia aren't the same as America, and maybe he just doesn't want that. And I think Americans, right, since we're the entertainment capital of the world or, you know, the country of the world, we produce the best entertainers. And he isn't one of them. He's entertaining on the basketball court. But then afterwards, do you, would you want to, like, go to a club with Jokic? It would be awkward, right? right. The girls would be shaking their butts on his kneecap. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want that. Like, I don't want that type of person to come out with me to a club. But then you got Jordan more swagger you know he's he's got that aura about him he's probably going to be gambling this guy i want to hang around so that's it's like the, Euro the american entertainment yeah now nah, you bring up a fascinating point bro because europeans are just like always chilling yes like always chilling dude i remember one year i'll never forget that and i was young too i was maybe well the last time i went to greece was in 2006 and dude i just remember i call it nap time 
Like, bro, Greece just decides in the middle of the day, yeah, we're just shutting down shop from like one to three. <laughs> Everyone goes home and they eat with their families. They go do whatever. And then they come back and reopen their stores and their shops. And then they go on on with their second part of the yeah, day. They have dinner at like 10 o'clock, you know. And so then, it's, it's and no then th this is the best part about it. To me, it was so, I was like, damn, you guys are going to Napa. What the hell? And then like fast forward a decade later, Greece is in like shambles and you know, the country's not doing too well. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I, bro, I was like, listen, yo, I'm not, I, yo, I dropped out of high school, right? I dropped out of uh, high, no, I didn't drop out of high school. I dropped out of college. <laughs> Dropping out of high school would have been terrible. But yo, I drop out of college. I could have told you that, hey, man, you know what would be a terrible idea? Just shutting down your entire economy <laughs> and all your businesses three hours a day for fucking nap and lunchtime. Oh, that, and then, and then decade later, you're wondering why your country's in shambles. That's so valid. But bro, that's the that's the aura of Europeans. Like they're very laid back. They they just they're always chilling. And Jokic is like that's his that's their thing. Yeah. He likes like to ride horses, bro. On, that's on a Dur carriage. And that's what Durant said. Durant is like, yo, he don't he don't he said what you said. Yep. Durant said, Bro, not everyone wants to be famous. Not everyone wants to be popping. People want to just be like I would like to get famous enough where like you choose your fame level. Like, he can choose to be uber famous if he wanted yeah. to. If he was on Instagram every day making reels, like, clowning Jamal Murray or something, like, putting popcorn in his car or something, like, we would love him. Yeah. I want to be famous enough that if I walk up to a restaurant and it's, like, I haven't made a reservation, they find the table for me. So, oh, one second, Mr. J. So, let me just, guys, get that. Come on. Oh, set that Antoine, up. Antoine, set that up back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> set that up. He's here. He's here. He got, a, he got his friends. Like, that That would be dope. Set him up by the window. Yeah, yeah. Up by the window. That'd be dope. Not, not so much the, like, you know, you can't, dude, you know. Yeah, you step out of the car. Did you see the video of, well, it, it resurfaced again, but Messi just signed with the MLS. Mm. He's going to enter Miami. And he was in Miami, I think, last summer. And, dude, it took him, like, 40 minutes to get out of the restaurant. Like it is, it is, you, you are, you can't go anywhere. Swamped. Yeah, it is bad. Like that, that's a little crazy. Like you can't do nothing. Bro. Like I don't want that kind of fame. I would like, like, you know, I show up to a restaurant like, hi, sir. Did you make a reservation? No, I didn't. Oh, you're, you're so-and-so. You're proving even more my point earlier when I said you had that Jesus glow. See, Jesus <laughs> didn't want the, Jesus didn't want the love. It's because like, I got the, the hair cut, and the bro, fame. That's because I got the hair And cut. then we made books about him, man. We made <laughs> But yo, I think I think the the finals have been exciting. It's one one. We're recording this prior to Game Three. Who would be the NBA Finals MVP right now? Right now, I mean, there's been I, I think a perfect flip flop of, uh, you know, who who was star studded, right? I mean, the Nuggets popped off Game One. You had people in the Heat like uh, uh, Max Struess who you know came back to life. I do think. I think there's one answer. It's Nikolai Jokic, but if I was to pick from the other side, it's Bam. Okay, yeah. That's what it's, I was going to say. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's one of the two of them right now. Yeah. Jimmy Butler has been practically non-existent until he wants to turn it on and, and be serious, but like Bam has showed up. From start to finish of the games, Bam has been the best player in this series completely from both sides, in my opinion. Because he's impacted both ends of the floor and he's getting points now, which is something in the past has 
I mean, he gets his 20. It limits them, right? Because the Heat are a shooting team. Right. But they need Bam to for people to close out and open up some space for your perimeter shooters. So, like... But they're getting way more than I think they expected to get out of him. He's getting cooked defensively because Jokic cooks everyone. They've but. been getting more out of him for the last four years. Like, I don't know what it is. I, if it's a mixture between Spolstra and Udonis Haslam, like, hyping this man up. But they got him playing at a unworldly caliber. And, I mean, he was an all-star. Like, he's – it makes sense. Um, But people – the worst part for me is, like, Bro's backup really is an, is an accountant. Dude, Cody Zeller looks like he works at Enterprise. And just getting bodied. Yeah. I mean, if I was Spolstra, like, you're, you got Bam Adebayo on a 30-second rotation. You get to sit down for 30 seconds, make sure he gets the water. All right, get your ass back in. That's the way it's got to be if they want to win this. Dude, if you're playing in the finals right now and you're, you're a top three guy for your team, if you're not playing 46 minutes, when your contract is up, you can't come up to me and be like, yo, I want an extension. I'm in full agreement. Like, bro, you. what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm in full agreement with you. Like this this is where was it you or with Josh that I had the conversation about Tyler Hero? I just Josh. I was like, bro, what do you what do you mean you're gonna you're gonna try to suit up? <laughs> you're gonna try. And and the case that I made was if you're if you're if you're gonna be a free agent. You're coming off an injury, and now you're in the finals. I would say to you, you know what, man? I feel you if you don't want to go out there on a bummed ankle and have what happened to Durant a couple of years ago. Very similar situation. Mm -hmm. Durant was a great case study. Durant is also an exception because he's like a top 15 guy all time, and people knew that he was going to come back and be fine. But if, if I'm a player, and I'm going to be an impending free agent, if I'm hurt, I'm thinking about man, I don't know if I should suit up, even if it's the finals. Mm -hmm. And I would be with the player. Flip side, yo, you just signed for $120 million. Get your ass you gotta on play, court, bro. bro. If it's, it's a finger injury. I need you to play some defense in the NBA finals. If you're, if you're a guy who's a top three guy on your team and you're coming off an injury, but you have the security of a monster contract like that, you got to play, bro. Yeah. You just have you just have to. If you're gonna be a free agent, I'll cut you some slack. I'll at least entertain the conversation. But if you're not, nah, we can't. You gotta suit up. It just blows. And he and dude, he was their second best scorer this year. Yeah. He's yeah. been a massive absence for this. That's why it's so wild what Miami has been doing, because they're doing this without him. And like they struggle to consistently get points. Am I like I mean, maybe I'm just tough. I just don't understand his injury. He had broken fingers, correct? I mean from what I understand, like after a certain amount of time, bro, you tape them bad boys up and we, you know, learn how to shoot and dribble with our, our fingers taped or something. I wouldn't have expected him to come back at all based on the fact that he didn't play game one or game two, but people are saying he's going to be back tonight. And, you know, we'll see what type of production he has. I think he'll be fine on, on every aspect, right? Because I think the one thing that the, the Heat definitely can use is, some support guarding Jamal Murray. And I think even though he's not the best defender, he can give them a possession or two of some high energy, you know, running over screens, the things that the heat need to do to win games. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many minutes he plays. Cause if like he comes back and plays like 46 minutes, I'll be like, 
there's no way you just did this. Like, I think it's his shooting hand. So that's why it's probably taking longer. I'm watching the video when he got hurt with the Bucks. I can't tell if it's his left or right hand from this video. Oh, it's his but, right hand. But bro, but bro. Yeah. Okay. I, this has been a month and a half, right? Like they got the best doctors in the world. We got the finger back in place. It's the NBA finals. And I don't think sometimes players understand how few and far between these moments come. I feel the Celtics are going to be regretting the finals last year for yeah. years to come, right? Because we thought, oh, we'll just come back again next year. No, 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 no. That is the dumbest thing that teams do and fans say. Ah, oh, we're young. We'll come back next year. You know nope. who thought that? <laughs> Oklahoma City. They're like, yo, bro, everybody's 22, 23. We just made the finals. We'll we were supposed to lose. Again. We'll do, do it again it next, next year. year. Haven't been back. Haven't been back. You know, it's, that's why I always have this conversation, right? Do your expectations when the season start, what, whatever you project or your team to do, do they change as the year goes on? And then when there is a letdown, does that sting even more? For example, the New York Giants last year. I was like, yo, you know what, man? If it'd be nice to have competitive football in November for once, they're always one and seven, oh and eight, three and ten. Can we get to November and and the games mean something? We get to November, they're like two games out of first in the division. I got what I wanted. Yes. I got what I wanted. I wanted competitive football in November. Correct. Then they make the playoffs. They win a playoff game. Now it's like, should that expectation from the summer influence what happens now? If your expectation every year isn't to win the championship, like to your like, but that's that's my comeback to it. I mean, well, so I get I get what you're saying with the whole reanalyzing of means, and it does suck more. It really does. But I feel in order for you to achieve full happiness as a sports fan, just every year, we're either winning the title or if we don't win the title, then we had a shitty year. Boom. It solves, it solves like the, because you wanted the Giants low-key to be mediocre last year. Just competing. No, I wanted them to be mediocre the year before when Trevor Lawrence was coming out. Got it. I would like them to be mediocre this year because I love Caleb Williams. Okay. Dude, he made a throw. He made a throw on like an ESPN game. I don't know if it was like a bowl game or something, but it was towards the tail end of the season. I think I know which one you're talking about. He rolled out to his left and, you know, he's right-handed and he threw a ball maybe 40 yards and, dude, the ball got like this high off the ground. A little greyhound. It was a missile. That he threw. I was like, bro, that's the best throw I think I've ever seen. My brother gets to play against him week one. Whoa. <laughs> San Jose at SC. So I'm going to get to see that little Heisman winner. Whoa. You're going to see the number one pig, bro. Future New England Patriot. Wow. Bill Belichick. Yo, they're 19 to 1 to have the number one pick. I've already bet it. Wow. That's a great line there. I Nick. love that Way number. To snipe that. I love that's that a number. snipe right there. Schedule is tough. I, I think, just I think the team is really bad. Mac Jones is not not good. I to just say it politely. The the reason why it's nineteen to one though is because they got the goat, bro. Yeah, they got the goat, well, and also, I think he can motivate them 
it's that, and it's also that the Cardinals are supposed to be really bad this year. Like, very bad. Like, yo, Kyler Murray, I was looking at week one, and, you know, really quick glimpse of a couple of games, and I've just made note of a couple. I haven't bet any of them, but just a couple of games that stood out to me. Number one was Steelers as a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home against the Niners. Who's their quarterback going to be? Sam Darnold? Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet Sam Darnold as a road favorite in week one. Rams catching six points against the Seahawks. Wow. I think that's a little wacky. Stafford's going to be back. And then Cardinals, six-point underdogs on the road against the Commanders. Commanders starting a brand-new guy, Sam Howell. I was looking at that. I'm like, that's that's. Cr- I love Kyler Murray as a dog. He's one of those guys oh, where of course. I, if he's a six-point favorite, get him away. <laughs> if he's a dog catching points, oh, dude, the Bream, best. Scream to me all day. The best. Justin Herbert, anytime he's catching points, autoplay. I don't care what your analytics or your system tells you to play, autoplay. <laughs> if he's catching more than three and a half, bet the house. We're always doing that. So it just jumped out to me. But then I, I'm reading some reports, and it's, well, we don't even know if he's going to be back yet. So that's why the Cardinals yeah, are supposed to be that really, report. really bad. That's why you look at teams like the Patriots. Oh, and they made the nineteen most, to one. They got rid of D Hop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything is crumbling. But they got that tackle finally. You know, they finally invested in a little bit of Kyler Murray protection. I want to start talking some NFL with you since Let's we're talking this. about the Cardinals right now. You just mentioned D Hop. Is it wild that he hasn't signed yet? Okay, so there was two two thoughts that went through my head immediately. It's like one, D Hop's phone is blowing up right now from all thirty two franchises trying to get him, and then now I think he's uh, analyzing and he gets to choose. It really is the pick of litter for this man. Like I, I think we've talked about him going to Super Bowl contenders, and maybe he's being like he's asking for too much on a team that is already star-studded and loaded and the contracts don't really match or I don't know bro sometimes people just like don't like playing football anymore I, I would hate for this to be the end of the road for him I think he lift left off on a pretty bad note I don't think that's the case I think it's the first time when you're a free agent it's the first time that you have like you said the pick of the litter Mm-hmm. Now you get to dictate where you go. Think about it. When you get when you get drafted, you don't really have a say unless yep. you're Eli Manning. Shouts right. to Eli Manning saying, "I'm not playing in San Diego," but you don't have a say in where you're going to go. The team picks you, mm-hmm. and then, especially in the NFL, they kind of have you for five years because they could trigger the player op, the team option, yep. pick up your bonus, and sort of like the bird rights in you the NBA. Be a stud for six years, yeah, and that's. Very hard to achieve, but he did it. Yeah. And, but so didn't you feel like, uh, I mean, the Cardinals was kind of his destination. Like that's, that's where he felt he had that choice and then it just bailed on him or was that a trade? No, it was a trade when he got there and it made a lot of sense and he did really well. It helped, it helped Kyler Murray get paid too. Like, bro, I, I mean, stop if you've heard me say this before, but man, when you're a young quarterback, you got to have a weapon for you to be properly evaluated. You, you can't have him throwing to practice squad guys and then be like, oh man, what a bust this guy was. It's like, yeah, right. no shit. 
Of course right. he was. Let's get him a real guy. And now you could say, I bring up Justin Fields every time. Now he got DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a top 10 wide receiver in the league. I don't care what his numbers are, bro. I don't care how many touchdowns. That, that don't matter to me. Because look at who's playing quarterback. Look who's opposite of him. That's why his numbers are not 1,500 yards a year and 120 passes. Because it's, it's what the system is. He's, yep. he's being triple covered because his jobber's on the other side of him. Correct. So, D-Hop going to Arizona, I, I thought it was a great move. And it was. It just ended sour. Like, the team is not good. He's a guy now who he's 30 years old, I think, 31 years old. He wants to go to a contender. Can't blame him. And now he's probably sitting back on a nice little beach house somewhere and just saying, like, man, should I go to Buffalo? They get cold in the winter. Should I go to Kansas City? Yo, I've never played with a guy like Mahomes. And they need a number one wide receiver. Yep. Per- best situation for him would be Kansas City. How yes. the money's going to work into it. Like, bro, there's ways that you could work around it, right? Like, yeah. you can you can give D-Hop like a... Like He's slated to get $14.9 million in 2024 with that Cardinals deal. Yeah. So but, then, but now it's... Now yeah, it's now both. it's open. Yeah, so... I mean, Bro, teams teams do this shit all the time in the NFL. That's why Tom Brady was like the 18th most expensive quarterback his entire time in New right. England. Kansas City could easily just go up to D Hop and be like, "Yo, look, we'll give you four million a year. We'll give you that's your base salary for 2023 one year deal. We'll give you five million if you get 80 catches, which will be what he'll have that by like week 11 <laughs> with Pat Mahomes." We'll give you we'll give you an extra three mil if you score double digit touchdowns. We'll give you an extra one point five mil if we make the playoffs, which we will. We'll give you you know extra two million if you get a thousand. And and then before you know it's like oh D Hop's contract if he fulfills all these incentives is like twenty five million dollars. Yeah, but it's only three million base salary. Yeah, but that's what teams do. That's what delivery companies do. They pay their workers less than minimum wage because they're making tips and gas mileage. We were talking about that w- w- when I was working at the pizzeria. Yeah. Bro. I used to work at a pizzeria. They used to pay me $3 and 50 cents an hour, <laughs> but I would make like $200 in cash every shift I was working. There it is. There's your bonuses, brother. It's the best. God damn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to Portobello. Good time. Can you run me through how we're going to do this thing, man? Because this is, it's it's fun. And I think the people are going to love it. I can't wait to make the graphic for this afterward. This is, this is a really good one. It's, uh, it's a little similar to what Alan and I did a couple of months ago 
where we drafted players in the NFL on rookie contracts. Hmm. So that was the, I guess, the uh, programming note before we got into that episode. This one, very similar but different. Now we have the pick of the litter. Everyone is eligible in this draft. It's a unique NFL draft. We're going to pick quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, a lineman on both sides of the ball, a linebacker, and then two DBs and a head coach. However, I'll use this as an example. If George, his quarterback, because we're going to start with quarterbacks, we'll go in order. If George takes Patrick Mahomes, that eliminates the Kansas City Chiefs Entirely. Entirely. So I can't take... For the rest take, of the draft. I can't take Kelsey. I or can't Frank, take... Yeah, uh, Nick Bolton at linebacker. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't take Chris Jones, right? Yep. If I take Justin Herbert, you can't take... Austin Eckler. Or Keenan Allen. Yeah. So we're going to have to pick 20 teams combined. Correct. 22 with the head With the coaches. head coach, yeah. So you're going to pick... A, and the head coach, it ties into it. So if you take a head coach from a team... You can't take any player from that team. Correct. So, and at the end of this, I want you guys to let us know who you think has a better team. You are the guest, my friend. I will let you have the first pick. Who's going to be your quarterback? My quarterback is definitely going to be Patrick Mahomes. He is a unworldly talent. You would like to put him in the greatest of all time category. In a five-year span, I think, yes, he's working his way towards that, but Without a doubt, if I was a, a GM, Patrick Mahomes. If you looked at his career right now, if he just decided, yo, you know what, man? I've made a lot of money, bro. I've made a lot of money. I own, I'm a minority owner and like a soccer team. And I think the Royals also. Like he's, he's kind of tapped in. Yeah, right? bro. He's doing well for himself. This isn't a pity party for Pat Mahomes. But if he was just like, yo, bro, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. I retire. Why can't we look at that five-year run that he's been on and be like, bro, that's the, best, that's the best quarterback we've ever seen? Well, that's the thing. It's like that mystery mystic about him ending early. But he's not. You know, he's a lifer. Like, I really do see him playing until he's like 45. Hopefully, it's not like too late, right? And he's hanging on and he's not playing that well at the end. But he loves football. So I don't think he, he'll go away anytime soon. But if you are to look at it like that, man, Yeah, there's nobody that touches it. Aaron Rodgers comes close, possibly, if you're going to look in a condensed version of their careers. But Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. The Chiefs are now off the board. I don't want to take him. I'll do it, though. And everyone's going to be like, of course you're going to take Justin Herbert. Duh. It's like, nah, I really wanted to take Joe Burrow but I want to save a Bengal for later. Oh, wow. Okay. Don't, by the way, you should not be revealing that to me. I know. I know. Now, it makes now me... you could be an SOB and steal my pick. <laughs> but I do, I do think, because when you look at the Chargers, I think they're, oh, you know what? Actually, might throw a curveball on you, bro. There is someone that I really like on the Chargers that I might take for later. I'm going to throw a curveball on you. All right. And only because you threatened me by saying that I shouldn't be telling you 
what I, I should and shouldn't do. I don't think it was a threat. As if this isn't my show. That's, you know what I'm saying? Was that a little Can bit Can I drop that on you? Is gentlemen, that a dick move? Gentlemen, was that a threat? <laughs> I don't think it was. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a threat. Wow. Okay, okay, we got the thumbs up. Damn. All right, I am. I guess I'm. I'm the I, away team. Yeah, you're I'm, the away team. I'm going with Joe. Boone I'm right going now. with Joe Burrow. I just threw a curveball, right. so that means the Bengals are off the board. Alrighty, brother man. I'm taking Joe Burrow, and I got I got someone later if I want to go back to the L.A. Chargers. We're doing a snake draft, so now I'm gonna pick my running back. <laughs> I just see that. Let's go, baby. Draft. It's dope when you're the host of the show. You can make your own rules. Lie, cheat, and steal. That is hilarious. Let's go. Snake Let's draft. Go. All right. This one's going to surprise you. Running back? Running back, yeah. It's going to surprise you because I don't think he's going to have a good year this year, and I, I think we've seen the best of him. But when I look at the rest of the NFL, I think it's the only player from this team that I would want, and it's Derrick Henry. The king, bro. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I know you can't tell me which part of the season Derrick Henry I would I would imagine you'd want second half of the season Derrick Henry. Yeah, I want I want Derrick Henry from Thanksgiving to January. Yeah. That's the Derrick yeah. Henry. That's a good one. So Titans now. Titans now off, off the, the board. board. Kind of did you uh, a favor though, right? I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about the running back I'm about to pick. Okay. Tell me. I want Christian McCaffrey. C Mac. Whoa. From the 49ers. Damn. That was, so the 49ers defense a heavy team. And I, I, like that was in the back of my head. I was like, but he really is, bro. Christian McCaffrey, this next season, barring no injuries, will be the best running back in the league. Austin Eckler has been what Christian McCaffrey would have looked like over the past two years if he was healthy. Just he the the one thing that I think the 49ers will figure out really quick is how to get that man 15 to 20 touches a game, if not more. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's why Christian McCaffrey could very well be the reason why they're favorited uh, on the road. Week one. Yo. What do you think about him potentially for MVP? I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb because no, but it's he's a, the team. It's, it's not dumb because you need that perfect recipe. He has to be the guy. And there's no other stud. I mean, Debo will get his touches, but I think even he took a, a step back last year. Yeah, he was a little banged up, though. I'll yeah. cut him some slack. I'll cut him some slack. But like, yo, bro, if you think about Christian McCaffrey with Shanahan, what they could do with him, not really sure who's playing quarterback. If there's anyone I'm going to bet to win MVP that is not a quarterback, again, we're donating. We're, we're fully aware that we're donating here because it's been a quarterback every year since 2012 since Adrian Peterson won it. And if it wasn't Cooper Cup two years ago winning MVP, probably not going to have an MVP other than a quarterback. But if I had to pick someone, I feel like McCaffrey is very interesting. You got the Shanahan system. You got how they're going to use him because he's going to get his catches. He's going to get the ball running also. just yeah. We don't really know what's happening at quarterback. Yep. The conference blows. Yep. NFC is really bad. He could be the reason why, like, yo, he gets like 2,800 all-purpose yards. Yeah. I've, I've always felt like the stars shine no matter what circumstance, and he's always shined. And then he got dropped in and 
And people were wondering, you know, like how he, how quickly he would adapt, bro. And then week one, like, you know, quickly proved everybody in a 49ers uniform that he is the guy. And, you know, shit, that's, that's maybe <clears throat> Shanahan's biggest flaw is that I think he went all out and wanted to, to have this high powered offense, but then forgot about the most important position. And that team will forever be a little, you know, wishy-washy. Tough team to bet on. That's going to be a tough team to bet on uh, next year. Well, you know what Shanahan's probably going to end up, what what happens if Shanahan ends up winning a Super Bowl with a Sam Darnold or a Trey Lance kind of guy, Brock Purdy, Mm -hmm. you know all of next offseason and moving forward is going to be like, well, if you just assemble a bomb squad, you have the most all pros in the league on your team. You have the most Pro Bowl caliber players. You don't really need a quarterback. You know that's going to be the conversation. Yeah. But what's going to happen is what always happens. It's dope September to like mid-January. But come divisional round of the playoffs, when you got Brock Purdy going out there, you got Trey Lance, you got Sam Darnold. Yeah, you could get away with beating a Kirk Cousins or a yep. Dak Prescott. But then you got to go into Philly and play Jalen Hurts. Then you get to the Super Bowl on the other side is number 15 from Kansas City. And you're like, damn, you know what would have been good to have right now? A quarterback. A that quarterback could- that could go out there and go blow for blow with him. So I think McCaffrey at 200 to 1, I've made way dumber bets. Wow. I'll continue to make way dumber bets. But Get if I had to pick someone to, to win MVP that is not a quarterback, I think he checks all the boxes. I don't know what his offensive player of the year odds are. I can't find that anywhere as we're, we're talking about this stuff here. But, man, I think it's going to be interesting because he's going to have to go ballistic in order for them to be good this year. 100%. The only option, man. Only I, option for him. No. I don't like your pick, though, because I think that there's way better players on the Niners that you could have won with. Yeah. But I mean, it is your team, though. It is my team. And now you have another and, pick as and well. And you just made the most compelling argument for, for him to win MVP. Yeah, I did year, just so. spend five minutes saying why well, he might be MVP, and then I just shit on your pick. You're like, but Nick Bosa, though, bro. Mm. You missed out. On, no. All right. Um, so, snake draft, receiver. Yes, your first receiver. Remember, we have two receivers. And off the board right now are the Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, and 49ers. So, for my first receiver, I'm going to be taking Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. That man, he's dangerous, especially with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him, bro. Ooh. I mean, that's this is why I wish the Pro Bowl went back to old format because you get to see those reps, right? It's it's maybe, you know, one to two catches in that Pro Bowl game, but it makes you wonder every time you see it, you're like, damn, would they connect? And would Justin Jefferson be the first 2,000-yard receiver. I think it would have to be a different system. I don't think they can, you know, that's why the coach is very important here that I select later. But not in uh, an Andy Reid system. Andy Reid spreads the sugar around. He keeps defenses on their toes. But the Vikings last year were just like, no, bro, we are finding you. Yeah. No matter where you're at, everything is going to you. Um, but see, so yeah, Justin Jefferson's my pick. Who you got? Yeah, I want to stay on that quick because after <laughs> after week one last year, I had Will Blackman call in on the show. We used to do some content together. And uh, I learned so much about the game through talking with Will. 
And we were doing like hot takes from, from week one. And I think Jefferson had nine for 180 and two touchdowns against the Packers. And uh, I was like, yo, Will, like everybody knows the ball's going there. Like, why is it so hard? He's like, bro, that's when you know you're elite. When everybody knows it's third and seven <laughs> and it's going to you, it's going to number 18 and they still can't do nothing about it. He's like, that's when you have an elite guy. When when my mom, who don't know football, but knows of Justin Jefferson, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, the ball's probably going to go here. Like, during the Rams Super Bowl, I remember my mom was texting me because I had a Rams future. She was like, they need to throw to number 10 more. I was like, yeah, no shit. No, yeah, <laughs> thanks, mom. Yeah, thanks, mom. Very and then, aware. And then they did that in the fourth quarter and they ended up winning. So shout out to my mom for saying what McVay should have been doing. But sometimes, bro, it's like, yo, you're just so elite that it don't matter. It don't matter if we shadow. It don't matter if we double cover. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get mine. And you're right. Jefferson is Jefferson is that dude. So Vikings are now off the board. I'm about to kill you with my wide receiver. Yeah, no. We, we had I, that. I, think, I think this is like, bro, we should just end this show right here, honestly. How are you going to compete with this? Okay. All right. We'll see. I'm going to give you both. Ready? Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Think about wow. it. There's no one I want from the Raiders other than, than number 17. Wow. Okay. And then there's no one really I want from Miami. The only person that crossed my mind was maybe Ramsey. But I got some corners that I definitely want to snag later on. So I think I got the, I got the speedster. And then I got the guy that could literally do everything. Okay. Um, damn, man. That really... Uh that takes a hit. So now we got the Dolphins off. And the Raiders. And the yeah. Raiders off. <sighs> okay. So now you there's, go. You have another I, wide receiver and then you're yeah. tied in. So I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin. Whoa, I like this. At the wide receiver position for me. There's really no one else on the Redskins that I could even consider. Um, so he like fits the mold. And we, we kind of talked about him the last time. Terry McLaurin... You know, I feel if they would have started t Taylor Heineke a lot earlier last year and they didn't have that whole revelation that needed to happen with their man Carson Wentz, he would have had a way more productive year and he already had a productive year. So best wide receiver in the NFL that no one talks about. 100%. And he better sorry, be sorry, early. They don't, they don't talk enough about. He better be in the first two to three rounds of all fantasy drafts. You better be looking to, to snag him. Because he's their only option, bro. He's going to, in a PPR league, he's going to eat him up. Yeah, you're yes. right. It's yes. not as bad as when you first. I got to let you breathe with these takes, bro. Because remember the St. Brown? That one time I was on your show, I shit on it immediately. And then like, as the year kept going, he was putting you were up. like, damn. He's putting did, did up this go up to him again? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Don't like, worry. Damn, George. I, I see. Like, I okay, could have went with him there. There are, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any Lion players that Mm. Nah. Nah. Okay, so I get to go with uh now since tight the end. snake draft. My tight, tight end. end. Yeah. It's it's a dude who, although he he occasionally has the case of the dropsies, which I'm never a fan of at the tight end position. You if you're a tight end out there and you drop passes that are thrown to you when you only have a finite amount, bro, you're blocking, you're busting your ass all game long for that one moment. Sometimes he has a case of the drop season. Piss me off. But other than the small cases, Mark Andrews of the Ravens. Whoa, He's that was my tight end, you bastard. Unit. He was an absolute unit. He's been a fantasy monster for me in these yeah, past couple of years. 
and with uh you know Patrick Mahomes tossing. Can you imagine Patrick Mahomes in him with a little shuffle pass there on the goal line? Mark Andrews is getting in. He's thick. He's bigger than Kelsey is. Hundred percent. I mean, dude, uh, was it twenty? It was the Cooper Cup year, twenty one. He he had a monster year, bro. He had a monster year, and I remember in twenty twenty, I had made the case on the pod that he was going to surpass Travis Kelsey, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kelsey, I mean, continues to year in year out, just has monster. But like, bro, yeah, twenty twenty one, he had. 1,300 yards on 107 catches. Oh, my God. Nine touchdowns. So that was the year I thought he was going to have in 2020, but he had it in 2021. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Monstrous. That was my tight end, yo. Now you have to, like, kind of go in your your Rolodex of tight ends here. Because, like, it came to me, like, right off the tip of my tongue. We all know Kelsey. But then, like, I don't know. You can't go Matt Gesicki with the shitty gritty that he does in Miami. Miami's off the in board. New England now too. He's in right. New England. You're right. So you told you stole you stole my tight end and Mark Andrews from the Ravens, and then you also stole George Kittle when you took McCaffrey. Oh, because I you can't are take a Forty Nine er. So just to update: we got the Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, Niners, Vikings, Dolphins, Raiders, Commanders, Ravens. You can't take any players. From those teams. I have to by default. And I'm not like the biggest fan of him. I never got it with him from day one. There's no one else I want on Atlanta but him. I got to go Kyle Pitts. Wow. That is a poor use of the Falcons. But I get you. It's potential. I just have never really seen it come to fruition with that kid. Yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't. It's, it's, He's had like three good games. Like Holy shit, you were the number four pick overall games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Highest, I, I highest think, position, uh, highest drafted tight end of all time. I think whenever they see athletic tight ends like that, like they can, I, I feel NFL coaches have like remnants of Gronkowski packages where they can put them out wide and they can really utilize them in fun, fun ways. But I just haven't seen it. But then again, I think. They haven't had a quarterback that has been able to highlight, you know, his skills. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's been blocking a lot. That man, Art Smith, loves to run the ball. I mean, that's why they got on them running back. I don't know if you're saying this to yourself, but you might be saying, hey, why don't you take Darren Waller now on the New York Giants? Giants. Wow, you could have got that on a little. The reason why is because I'm taking Andrew Thomas as my offensive lineman. Hmm. Okay. Now, look, I don't think he's the best tackle in football, but based on where I want my team to go, what's available, no one else on the Giants I really want, it got to be him. And he is a top three. He's a top five, I should say, to be safer offensive tackles in the league. And it's crazy because, dude, if you remember that draft, it was Willis Jr. It was Wirfs. Mm -hmm. He was the first one that went. And everyone immediately was like, oh, what a, what a reach. What a terrible pick. And then year one was, mm. but then, dude, since then, it's, he's been, he's been phenomenal. He's been it's absolutely been consi- phenomenal. It has to be for the, yeah. for the Giants to have had that oh, success sure. that they've had. I'm going to go with the man that you listed that was right after him since there's been no Buccaneers chosen. The best left tackle, arguably, in football right now, Tristan Wirfs. 
will be my offense alignment. And, and this is crazy because I could also pick the buck center. And I think I would still have a better lineman than you. Ryan Jensen coming back off an of injury is a stud. And so I, I was watching a little video on the, the <clears throat> Buccaneers and it's nothing too surprising to me that they could win that division eventually. Uh, depending on, you know, the way that Bryce Young shakes out in Carolina and we see how the way that project goes. But the Buccaneers actually have a pretty solid foundation to protect Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield wins the start over Trask. But Tristan Wirfs is my tackle. So now we're going tackle and then defense, right? Yeah. So defense alignment. Okay. Okay. Defensive line. Come on, bro. There's one answer. You can't let me get him. Aaron Donald. Whoa. That wasn't who I was going to go with. Is that your pick? That's going to be my pick. Wow. I like this. That's going to be my pick. Why? Do you, you think he still got it? I think... It's the same situation uh, that we had meant for, uh, like reference with Justin Jefferson earlier that he has so many eyeballs on him and he still makes plays, bro. He's getting doubled every play, no matter what, in some shape or form. And if they go one-on-one with him, it's, it's, it's a nightmare or it's a screen pass and they're trying to you know, disguise it. He's a game wrecker. And yeah, I, I think... This whole wave of the importance of how how truly important is the defensive line? That like wave that is currently flowing through the uh, ocean of the NFL is it was started by Aaron Donald. Small guys unite, dude. He's only like six feet tall. Have you ever seen his workout videos? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, on that alone, I know. Dude, it's a nutty. It's nutty. He he trains some MMA too. He does a uh, hand fighting. Like the, some of the yeah. pass rusher drills. I had Robert Mathis you, on the show one time and I was like, yo, bro, I noticed in your camps, you talk a lot about like one twos and hooks and crosses and, you know, th- using elbows. He's like, yeah, I was taking Muay Thai and boxing like my third year in the league. I was like, yo, it makes sense, right? Because a lot of times it's when so, you're, it's when all you're, hand fighting, when you're swimming under, yeah, right? It's like you're hand fighting and, you know, risk control. It's reaction to to the punch. You know, it's it's such a fun game once you really get to identify. And like, I mean, you can't watch NFL in slow mo, but if you were to watch the offensive line and those battles that they have every single down, how much happens when the tackle starts to punch? The D linemen's come in to to break off the hands. Then the the tackle puts his hands down to reengage. It's it's masterful, and it happens like that. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I had Aaron Donald. Who do you have? The Rams are now off the board. Rams are now off the board. And I'm about to stay in the NFC with my next two picks. Okay. Defensive end, it's Parsons, bro. All right. That's why I was like, yo, it gotta be. Him. So then I could be a, a D bag right now and be like he's a linebacker. You could. I could be a D-bag, but I will respect what the NFL has done in disgracing and blurring the lines between what's a linebacker and, and right. defensive end. All right. All right, cool guy. You want to make <laughs> him a linebacker? Fine. Then I'll take Miles Garrett as my D-end. 
Ooh. And that takes the Browns off the board. <laughs> and then I'll take uh, and then I'll take Parsons as my linebacker. So Miles Garrett. So that works out way better because can I tell you who oh no no, because you need to take a linebacker and I'll tell you after. I'll tell you the linebacker I was gonna take. Because I don't think you take him. Because off the top of my head, who do you think is the best linebacker in the league? Bobby Wagner. Same division, but no. I think you're it's thinking, Warner. You're, th- you're thinking of Warner, yeah. But you took the Niners. I know. And then the other guy that came to my mind was Levante David, and you took a Bucks. Yep. Yep. By the way, this is way more difficult. There's not a level amount of preparation you can do to... Yeah, because you're altering my my picks. I'm altering your picks. So So now you have to take linebacker and then your first corner, right? Correct. Okay, so tell me. And then I'll tell you who I would have taken at linebacker had you not tell me that Parsons is a linebacker, which I'm very grateful for you doing, by the way. Just made my team that much better defensively. I'm going to take Bobby Wagner of the Seahawks. We haven't had any Seahawks come off the board yet even though I did in multiple shows say that he should probably retire. You know, hey, it's a glory year. Back with Pete. He's going to do something big. Corner. Corner, corner, corner. Come on, bro. There's two obvious ones, George. I'm blanking right now, bro. Both in the AFC. Both we haven't used yet. Well, obviously we haven't used it. Both in the Um, okay, okay, okay. Is there a Bills off the board? No, there's no Bill player off the board. Tredavious White, then. Not where I was going to go, but it's your team. Yeah, I'm taking Tr- Tredavious White. Who are you going with? I don't know about that one, Georgie. Uh, your team was looking good. It kind of got a little suspect over there, buddy. I'm just an offensive juggernaut, all right? So, my... My pick for linebacker was going to be Demario Davis of the Saints. Before you made the switch for me, which I'm super grateful for, and telling me that Parsons should be a linebacker, that's who I was going to write down. Now, as far as DB goes, corner, I should say specifically, it's either Patrick Sertain or Sauce Gardner. I really fucked that one up. Yeah. That was the, that's the, that's the fucker. That was the pressure. The blue wire lights got a little hotter. Yeah. There. You know, I'm like seeing, I'm rifling through my Rolodex. Man. I'm going to go with Patrick Sertain Jr. though. Over sauce because I'm going to sound very hypocritical because I've always said that I don't need to wait two, three years of sustained excellence for me to crown you as the best player at that position. But, man, Patrick Sertain really shuts down people. And he's had it. He's had to do it more often because he's been in the league longer, just a year, a year earlier. But he really, like, on all accounts, checks all the boxes for uh, what I would consider a Namdi Asama-type corner, right? And Namdi was, like, when I went to Raider games as a kid, my uncle literally highlighted to me. He's like, he's the best corner in the league. Watch him. He's going to blanket this guy. Patrick Sertain fits that exact mold, bro. And when people test him, they pay the piper. I'm really upset at myself with that, Nick. Like, I'm probably going to 
go back home. I got to start getting into like the, the Madden playing, you know, I got to start acquiring my team because they're, I feel like I have a pretty basic team. Mm -hmm. I have people that people would expect. But you got to get down, bro. I got to get down with the get down. Okay. Yeah. So we're at safety now? We're at uh, safety for you. Yeah. Safety and then head coach, right? Yep. All right. Oh, no, no, no. I still have my pick because I took Sertain. You took Sertain, so you go safety. Yeah, safety. uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. Steelers off the board. So, to just catch okay. up, everyone. Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, Niners, Vikings, Dolphins, Raiders, Commanders, Ravens, Falcons, Giants, Bucks, Rams, Dallas, Browns, Seahawks, Bills, Denver, Steelers. My team is done. I just need a head coach. I'm picking safety Eddie Jackson, the Chicago Bears. You know what? Good, good. Uh, That's a save right there on me, bro. Shout out to Pro Football Focus for helping a brother out right here on the computer. Man. It, now we have just nothing but shit coaches. I just got uh, Antoine just checked in and told me kicker. Should we show love to kickers? Uh, oh, my goodness. Pick bro, up. I was a kicker, too. I should. We should be. Shout out to the kickers. Long snapper, then kicker. No, no, no. Name snapper. a long snapper for me right now, and I'll be forever impressed. <sighs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, my God. Go and f- I, phone dude, a friend. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me think about this because I actually met him. Zach Diossi. Zach Diossi was a long snapper for the New York Giants. He was a linebacker, but he was a long snapper. And I met him on like 10 different occasions. So shout out to Zach Diossi, baby. There you go. Who, who else talks about long snapper? <laughs> he's not in the league anymore but he was the only I was like yo I, I know I'm gonna get this you should definitely make a clip of that I think oh, he yeah, would yeah, love yeah, that yeah. come on bro like he when's the last time you think that. he got a shout out somewhere I'm uh, not gonna leave I'm gonna leave this part out but the, <laughs> but, the, but the early part we're definitely gonna clip that baby come on now oh alright so kickers let, let, let's go with kickers I mean I, that's, I have to go to the roster I would have to go to the I'd have to go to the too. rosters too I almost have to go to, the, to, to Google here for the coaches that are remaining okay hold on just crossed my mind. We didn't pick anyone from the Eagles. There's my kicker, Jake Elliott. Give me a team that I haven't picked. I'm, I'm, let's see. Let's see. I stopped tracking after Micah Parsons and the Cowboys. That was, that was my mistake. <sighs> Kickers. Like, Justin Tucker, he's been taken yeah. because we can't use the we can't use the Ravens. We haven't used anybody from Carolina yet. No. Who's Carolina's kicker? Carolina's oh, kicker. I actually have my coach, too. Okay. I can go kicker coach. Okay, good. Okay. So whoever the kicker is <laughs> for the Panthers, I'm taking them. And then for my coach, I got Matt Campbell, D.C. Wow. From the Lions. Yep. Damn, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Dan Campbell. I said Matt Campbell. I was thinking of... I got a coach. Dan Campbell. I got a coach. Go. Matt LaFleur. We didn't take a Packer. Oh, my God, dude. My team is so much better than yours. Okay. 
I have to let me let me fill in the rest of these blanks here. All right, I'll, I'll list you. I'll list you my my team as we start to wrap up on this episode. Yes. So my head coach is Matt Lafleur. My quarterback is Joe Burrow. Derrick Henry is my running back. My two wide receivers are Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams. Kyle Pitts is my tight end. Andrew Thomas is my tackle. My defensive end is Miles Garrett. My linebacker is Micah Parsons. My corner is Patrick Sertain. My safety is Minka Fitzpatrick. And my kicker, shouts to Antoine for kickers are people too. <laughs> uh, Jake Elliott. That's exciting. Oh my God, my team is stacked, bro. I'm so mad at the corner position. Because even though he is a stud, he fell off last year. Like he got exposed Listen, in some this, games. This, you know what this really shows, bro, is that we didn't rehearse this. Yes. Because you were on the spot. You panicked a little. Yeah, no, like literally. And I, also, I mean, you, I'm, I'm you, physically sweating right now. <laughs> you made my team better by telling me that Micah Parsons should be a linebacker. And I was like, you know what, George? I like it. The NFL is so stupid with these <laughs> positions. But anyways, I had at my quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. At the running back position, I had Christian McCaffrey. At the receiver positions, I had Justin Jefferson and Terry McLaurin. Unique duo there. We both went with a tall, small guy. Then at tight end, I had Mark Andrews. My left tackle was Tristan Wirfs. My defensive tackle was Aaron Donald. My linebacker was Bobby Wagner. Cornerback, Tredavious White. Safety, Eddie Jackson. The kicker for the Carolina Panthers, which I still don't know his name. Eddie, Eddie Pinheiro. Pinheiro. And then Dan Campbell. Wasn't Eddie Pinheiro the dude that did the double doink in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, it had to be, right? And then they had everybody go out and try in the streets to kick the same field goal. Bro, have I ever told you this story? No. Oh, my God. Right, I was going to go. Yeah, okay. I swear to God I was going to go. One of my favorite beers is Goose Island. Okay. They were the beer company that was, was sponsoring, the, sponsoring event. the event. And they said, <laughs> if you can hit a 42-yard field goal, you'll get a year worth of Goose Island. I was like, bro, 42 yards? I was like, that's a layup. I can hit a 42-yard field goal. Legit. I can, I can hit like a 50-yard field goal right now. Were people just nailing it? like, Dude, so here's the kicker. You had to wait, no pun intended, you had to wait like seven hours in Chicago winter cold. <laughs> to just go and have one kick. So people were... Bro, you were probably yeah, sitting out no there. Way. Dude, if I had a chance to warm up and kick, oh my God. Money. I'd be Butter. like 50 pounds heavier though because I would just be crushing. You'd be like, out. if I scoot five yards back, can I get two lifetime supplies? Bro, easily. For it real. It was a year supply. It was a year supply of Goose Island. I remember that. And I was telling... That's pretty dope. I, I had one of my friends was like, yo, I'll buy your plane ticket for you to go. He was like, yo, you could definitely do that. This was 2019, 18. Whenever the double doink happened. bro. Yeah. I was looking up hotels. I was looking up flights. I was like, bro, I could definitely hit a 42-yard field. Like, no problem. And then I was looking at, like, the rules. And it's like, oh, you know, there's going to be, like, 5,000 people competing and trying. And you're going to have to wait online. I got to watch the videos again of people trying to do this. Because it was hilarious. Like, people were eating shit. Like, if I remember, too, they made, like, the surface slick. Because it was... Yeah, bro. They're not going to... They're def It's like a carnival game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, the field yes. goal posts were, like, five yards yeah. smaller. The, the hoop is dented. 
So like you, no one ever hits a jump shot. You're kicking off a tee that has like a fat upper lip. <laughs> it just is always catching the ball. Yo, exactly. But yeah, man, anytime I hear Eddie Pinheiro, I remember that story. I was really going to go to Chicago to try to win a year's supply of Goose Island because I was going to hit a 42-yard field goal. What a great, whatever marketing guy that was at Goose Island at the time, he needs that re-up on that contract. Amazing, bro. That's so good. So good. So good. Let us know in the comments. Let us know. Leave us a review on Apple. It goes a long way to building the podcast. Let us know who you think has a better team. Hit us up on social media at Veterans Minimum across the board. We'll have a graphic of my team and George's team. And yeah, this was a fun episode, man. I really enjoyed it. We got we got creative it and it yes. was funky. And we yes. were all on the spot too. So. It was, yes. No, it, this definitely That's why there prepared. was the long pauses in between because it's like, damn, I didn't think you about it. You gotta marinate it. Well, I think the people have to think about it too. Yeah. I always, because whenever I listen to podcasts, there's a part of me that's like, all right, I would pick this guy. Right. Or he's already off the board. You know, yeah. shit like that. Hope you enjoyed, people. George, where can they find you on social media? At Mr. George Carmona. I am currently working on a mission, people. If you can please send an Instagram message to at George Carmona and tell him to change his name so that I can eventually be that, I would appreciate it. I'm trying to flood this guy's DM. The comments, everything. I want the name. Yeah. At least, you know, because I, I went and I chimed in on the comments. I appreciate that. I was that. like, yo, legend, check your DM. But at least your guy's active. Yeah, I know. You you had a person that just... They haven't posted ever. They don't follow anyone. It's like, damn, man. So that's why mine is at Nick Day is 10. My favorite number is number 10 because of Vince Young. Not because of Eli Manning, because of Vince Young, my favorite quarterback of all time in college. But yeah, at Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. You can catch next week's episode with George on the Patreon right now, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. We'll catch you guys next time. So many daring headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Zab. The most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.